Hello and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in Poochalism, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are pitting James Bond against Jason Bourne. It feels like forever since we put this one on our list. I th- wasn't like, this on like the original list? I think like, it was. Back in like 2014 or some shit like that. I think it was. And then for some reason, we never got around to it. I think we and... delayed and delayed and delayed. We were going to do it when Spectre came out. And yeah. then we were going to do it when um, Jason Bourne came out. Uh, and then we were going to do it when uh, No Time to Die came out. And we then when absolutely... No Time to Die came out. And then yeah. when No Time to Die came out. Yeah, we were absolutely doing it for No Time to Die. And then that got pushed back and back. I'm back. And then it eventually came out when I was on fucking holidays this year. And then by the time I got back, we were into Halloween. So yeah. we've kind of just gone, right, we fuck it. Like, it's we, on the list, we're doing it, fuck it. We need to do this now, because how long until we get the next fucking... They need to find another Bond first. So, so we tried to be topical. Um, <laughs> just didn't work, did it? Didn't quite pan out. I've not actually managed to see it yet either, which is annoying. Nor have I. Um, nor am I actually that asked I, I, I want to see it um I, 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 I am intrigued to see it it did pop up on on itunes yes it's been available to rent for like nine thousand pounds for a day um so i don't think it's quite that bad it's like eight thousand five hundred or something but um so i was i was saying i could do that i could rent it over the weekend and i was like nah fuck it i'll just wait until it's available on some form of itv4 which will probably be around about christmas day um because yeah. that is just like the harry potter james bond channel isn't it it pretty um, much is, yeah. So yeah, so I figured I'll just, I'll just wait for that instead. So I am a little bit annoyed I didn't get to see it, but then the only the only Bond films I've seen in the cinema I've been really disappointed with. Uh, me too, apart from Skyfall, which in my opinion oh, yeah, is sorry. the absolute best Bond film. Yeah, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll take that back, because yeah, I did see that one in a, a very small cinema in, in, um, in Gladstone, in, uh, in Queensland. But, um, but particularly the Daniel Craig era Bonds, um, I just don't like them, if I'm honest. No, they're not Bond. <laughs> I just really don't like them. Um, and I'm, I'm not a huge Bond fan anyway. I don't dislike James Bond, but I'm not like a massive Bond nut. Like, I know people who fucking queue around the block to see a Bond film when it comes up. That's not me. Fuck that. All right? Like, I won't, like, I, I won't even necessarily watch them out of choice. Um, but it's one of those things where I feel like I've got to be part of the conversation. So I'll go yeah. on I, and, and occasionally I really enjoy him. Um, I enjoyed the majority of Brosnan's Bonds. Um, yeah. Not all of them are good films, but I enjoyed the majority of them. Goldeneye certainly is probably my second favourite. Um, but yeah, of, of these modern ones, of these Craig ones, to me, and I guess it's a topical of what we're talking about, they are very clearly a reactionary move to the Bourne Ultimatum. They're very clearly like, that's what we should be doing. So let's do that. Yeah, um, I remember we and had they a don't do it as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had a conversation. You probably, well, you may remember. I don't know. We, we, um, we and the wives went to see Quantum of Solace together. We did, yeah. And aside from the really shitty opening where I felt sick because they'd mounted a camera on the fucking wheel of the car, which was bouncing all over the fucking cliff. Um, I remember coming out of that. We had this conversation then because it to me the the designing programs don't feel like Bond films. The whole, the whole point of Bond is that he was suave, he was cool, he was a misogynistic wanker, but that's no, that was a product of the time he was from. And but they you know, they had a, an innate quality and an innate charm, and they they kind of did away with that. And I say it was very much a reaction to um, to that type of you know, that the more gritty style of fighting and, and things you had in in Bourne. Um, but you had it in other things as well. I'm trying to struggle to think of examples, but no, that that was kind of the the mo for any sort of spy espionage thriller that came out probably from about 2004 onwards. And so they had this 
reboot or this reset where they said, right, Brosnan's gone. I, I personally like Brosnan probably better than any other Bond. Because I would it's, agree. I because it's my, it's my era. Yes, that's definitely yeah. what it is. There's an element um, of who was your Bond when you were a sort of yeah, teenager. Yeah, 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 you have that. I mean, you have that yeah. with various things. You, know, you have that with, with Doctor Who. You know, who. Who's your Doctor? Who's your peer? Who's your James Bond? Because you know, it's the one you're dead for. You know, it's the one you automatically think of. The first one for me is that fucking Swan Dave off the um, off the dam at the start of Goldmine. Yes, exactly. That, no, that's, that's the first thing. That's you, say, you say James Bond, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I think of. I agree. And then I you agree. get into the Aston Martin and shit like that. But So, look, for me, that reset where they said, right, okay, we want to be making these more gritty, hard-hitting, dramatic films. I mean, by the time you got to, was Die Another Day the last Brosnan one with Madonna in it? I think it was, wasn't it? Um, by the time you got to that one, they were very clearly running out of ideas and relying on the fact that they were pun machines. I mean, they'd and, become Roger Moore at that point. Yeah. Um, um, and that know, was, they, they that were was in that territory. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, that was an issue. I mean, Goldmine and Tomorrow Never Dies, I thought were great. Um, mm-hmm. It was not enough. Was It was interesting. It was a decent premise. Um, wasn't ex- executed brilliantly, but it was all right. And then a died, fucking uh, awesome theme song, though. Yes. World is Not Enough. One of the best, in my opinion. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that was um, that was all right. And then you went into, say, Die Another Day, which was, it, it kind of, it felt like I said. It felt like a Roger Moore. It felt like a parody of, of the Roger Moore films, mm-hmm. um, which didn't really work for me. And then you had a couple of years off. I think it's four years gap between that and Casino Royale. And then we'd gone back to the. No, we'd gone into this right. Okay, they're not going to be funny. They're not going to be witty. They're not going to be charming. He's going to be rough. He's going to be rugged. Um, and there were elements like the fight scenes were better. The action sequences were largely better. But the, the character wasn't there. The charm wasn't there. And I think that was kind of what spoiled it for me. Totally agree. I um I find Casino Royale an incredibly boring film, and I have tried three times to give it a fair crack of the whip. Every yeah. time it bores me to tears. When the action comes, it's good, but it doesn't come very often. And there's a lot of just fuckery at casino tables and yeah. looking cool in a suit. And yeah. you're like, I don't care. This isn't interesting to me. Now there are obviously a subset of people for who that is very interesting because Daniel Craig is very popular, um, and and certainly these Bond films have been very highly regarded. Um, so you know it, it is what it is. It's not maybe maybe our first choice, but yeah. I guess you know to get into that, then we have to decide what we're doing with Bond, and I assume we're taking an amalgam of the character. We're taking the general. Yeah. We're not seeing. Like probably I haven't done the artwork yet, but you're probably going to see Daniel Craig as Bond on the artwork just because it's just readily really, available just really, right now. Really, a really awkward hybrid Photoshop of you know, like Brosnan's mouth and Moore's eyebrows and um, just a really freaky. That, yeah. that, that could be interesting. I'm probably not going to do that because that sounds like it's going to take work. Otherwise, it's going to look like some sort of weird fucking Dada esque cover that we're going to get. So I'm probably not going to yeah. do that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think it'd be taking a mark of the character. Same with J- same with Jason Bourne. I mean, I've not read all of the books, but I've I've read the first one. Um, and so I mean, I assume we would just again take a take a snapshot of, of the character as opposed to choosing between the book or um, Matt Damon. Or the film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, look, right, and let's get this out of the way now as well. If you want to do it, do it now. Right, I'm not going to judge you, but otherwise, we are going to say Matt Damon a lot in this podcast. <laughs> So we make this decision here and now. I'm giving you one. No. Right. right. Fine. Done. Let's move on from it. Uh, <laughs> just need to get that out of the way before we start. I can't promise I won't forget at some point, but I, I'm giving I'm you not, one. I'm, I'm not giving planning you on one. doing it. 
All right, because otherwise we are just going to get lost in that for the entire pod. Um, okay, yes. Yeah, so, so we're taking an amalgam of the two then. So I mean, one of the first things with these two, um, we're not going to have the general problem that we've had of late, where we're going to be like, well, are they going to kill each other? Like, oh, yes, fuck, yes, these are both trained killers. Nobody gives a shit about killing the other with these two. They are yeah. cold, ruthless killers. Nobody is going to care. Um, both trained marksmen, but we don't allow guns. So, but they tend to be well. I said they they are very effective. They tend to be effective with sort of close with um, handguns or sort of close proximity. So I mean, when you get to that, they normally both end up dropping their guns quite quickly anyway. Yeah, and end I, up in knife fights and hand to hand and fucking. This is this is where I was going with it. I, I think we, as usual, we have to to outlaw guns of any form, whether it is a an assault rifle or a handgun or whatever. Sorry. Um, yeah, um, and it and it has to come down to to fist fights. Between the two, yeah. um, I'm not going to, you know, I don't think we outlaw anything else. If Bond's got a fucking, I don't know, laser watch or something, that's that's fair play. Um, yeah, but that's, no, that's part of the character, though, isn't it? Yes, exactly. But but no guns, no guns allowed. So it's definitely got to be close quarters. Yeah. Um. So I think first and foremost is, I mean, do they try and out espionage each espionage? Sorry, each other. Is the first question. Like I, I don't. I, see, don't, I don't think they would. I don't see either of them, even though it's it's kind of intrinsic to the character that they're kind of spies or assassins. Neither of them are particularly subtle, are they? They they both, no, both they're, kind they're of just both... Kind of wander up to the other and chin them. Uh, well, I was going to say they're both blunt objects. They're, they're both spies, and you, you do get elements of spycraft in the stories, but largely it goes tits up and they end up just blowing shit up. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're both kind of blunt objects. I mean, I. I kind of thought about it, and I don't often think about these before we start because that takes like effort and constitutes planning and shit. And it takes a so of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I was, I was thinking about this over dinner. Um, I was like, to me, that I almost get the you almost get the impression it would be like you know, this some sort of code where it's like, well, no, I, I I know who you are, I respect you, I'm going to face you first, and almost like some of the martial arts where they bow in the middle of the ring sort of thing. No, not literally doing that, but it's like I'm going to acknowledge the fact that I know who you are and. You know, I'm going to kill you, but at least I'm going to be noble about it. Mm. Yeah, and then they both take their shirts off and flex their pecs for a bit and then have a fight because that's <laughs> what happens in modern bonds for some reason. Um, yeah. But, I, well, see, we say that about being respectful and stuff. Again, this is where this boils down to their characters because I think actually Bourne at his heart, despite the fact that he's he's been sort of genetically modified and stuff and they've had all of the kind of um sort of subliminal conditioning and stuff like that yeah. like after the character's gone through his amnesia and come out the other side like he's actually he's pretty much lawful good like he's yeah. he's not an arsehole by any stretch of the imagination and he's just a guy trying to do the right thing and, and get by yeah. bond in any incarnation is an absolute bellend there is no other word like he's a wanker like yes yeah. He is absolutely going to be like, yeah, 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 honourable, and then huff him straight in the nuts. Yeah. Like, he's no, like, the, way, the way I was going to describe him is that he's Pingu. Yeah, yes, yeah. He's as just an annoying little bastard. Yeah, as previously discussed, yeah. He is, he, he's, you get the impression, and I can say this as, as, as somebody who has been through this, come out the other side, and hopefully is not an arsehole, but you get the impression like he was the kid that got bullied at school a lot. Oh yeah. And now, and he, now he's now he's a big man with a fucking gun who yeah. knows how to fight, and you're gonna pay for it. Like, yeah. yeah. You you called me Specky Four Eyes when when we were six. Fucking hell, yeah. yeah. You can have you for that. Yeah. Now now he's fucking Four Eyes cunt. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Like he's he's definitely so as much as they could try and be respectful, I just don't think he's got that in him. Like he's a no, he's I, but I think he would wanker. But I think the problem is, I think that's how he would see himself. He, you know, you think you know, he would think himself, and I'm being honourable. I'd be a noble. I'm, you know, I'm giving him a chance to you know, commit Arakiri or whatever else, and I'm not have to fight him because he's going to lose anyway. But I'm giving him a chance because he, that's who he thinks he is, regardless of how much of a cunt he actually is. That's mm-hmm. who he thinks he is. You know, he's. He's not as honourable and, and as and as uh, noble leaning as he thinks he is. No, definitely. No, he, he is. I mean, if you look at certainly the again, you look at um, oh fuck, what was the latest one on a Manchester Secret Service? He is vengeful. They yeah. kill his wife. He is vengeful. He's not quite mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, but he's vengeful. Um, Why haven't at, we thrown Liam Neeson in the mix here? I know he's not a spy, but just just a, a, well, not he was even. CIA, wasn't he? Yeah, well, I, I don't even right, it, it, don't it, necessarily it, it, need to take Liam Neeson from Taken. I mean, that's yeah. the obvious thought too. But just in general, just put yeah. Liam Neeson in, with just, <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> is, is, is is he our generation's Chuck Norris? I think he probably is. He's got to be, isn't he? Well, I think I mean Chuck Norris is our generation's Chuck well, he, Norris. No, I mean, Chuck but Norris I get what you're by, the time, by the time by the time Chuck Norris became a thing, like Chuck Norris is fucking old. Well, yeah, but it was our generation that made that thing because yeah. we grew up with. With Chuck, watching Chuck Norris VHSs, um, I mean, we uh, just a couple of weeks ago um, went to a Halloween retreat where we played a lot of board games. One of which was Super Fights. Um, and and for listeners who aren't familiar with Super Fights, it's basically this podcast, the card game, uh, where you draw characters and then you argue why they would beat the other. And before we started as a group, we insisted that Chuck Norris be taken out of the deck <laughs> because it's just not fair. Because <laughs> like you draw Chuck Norris and it's just all right. Well, Chuck Norris. Yeah, like game over. Like, <laughs> I've won. I've drawn Chuck Norris. Game over. And yeah, I think Liam Neeson probably is that. You you draw the Liam Neeson card, and everybody just goes, ah, oh, fuck, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and it's like for for another generation now, it's John Wick, isn't it? Like, yes. yeah, you could do the same thing there. Um, but yeah, I I think for us, yeah, that there was that flash in the pan period where Liam Neeson was just the toughest motherfucker on earth. Yeah. Um, and I think you drop him in the middle of these two now, and you just go like, yeah, he'll take him. <laughs> Fine, probably with one hand tied behind his back as well. Yeah, like, and blindfolded. Yeah, yeah, no problems. Take them both down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, so I, I try to remember how we got to that point. But yeah, I mean, if you look at um, again the Daniel Craig bonds, they're all very much no, they're they're, they're mission based and there's the story behind them. But at the core, that you no, know, there's still this vengeance thing where you, know, you had Vespalin died in Casino Royale, spoilers for a 15 year old film apologies um, that then, Wow, is it 15 years old now? 2006 Wow um, then, so, you know, Casino Royale was basically part two of that film mm. where he had to down the Schieffer and all the rest of it um, Skyfall um, they, you had the attack on him and then he went fucking postal truck no. um, Spectre, you know, it, it's all about ego and revenge, you know, you can't yeah. do that to me, you can't do that to us well, I mean, yeah, this this is the problem is actually, yeah, revenge is definitely part of that. But it is. And it, I guess it comes down to what I was saying about he was clearly kids being bullied as well. Yeah. Like he is an id monster, isn't he? He is. Yeah. He is just living, breathing ego. That's what he is. Everything is fueled by you cannot make me and my country look stupid yeah. because you just he's he's basically like a really British super fit Donald Trump is what James <laughs> Bond is. I, I was going to say, you, say, you know, you can't, you can't make me and my country look stupid. We do a good enough fucking job of that as anyway, without without him. Yeah, uh, but, but I mean, that's, pig world notwithstanding. Oh Jesus! Don't even get me started. <laughs> don't just to put this podcast in time. Our, our actual fucking prime minister has just delivered a keynote speech referencing Peppa Pig world. 
Yeah, um, but my, that wasn't even my favourite bit because I mean, we've gone off topic here, but it's quite funny. Um, so he, he, I mean, he, we always do on this show, so why yeah. else is <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he was waxing lyrical about Peck and Peppa Pig World, and then he tried to get back on track, and you, he didn't say it quite that loud, but you could very much tell he said it. You could hear him say it on the mic. He was going through his papers and went, oh, fuck, I've lost the page. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did. And then he said, <laughs> stay with me. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. But that wasn't even my favourite bit either. My favourite bit, and I can't believe this ha- hasn't been memed yet. Hmm. Um, and maybe it has, and I just haven't seen it. This literally was breaking this morning. Um, and if I was, if I could be asked, I would probably meme it myself. But you know, I've got better things to do. Yeah. Um, I, I can't believe, like, again, exiting from that, he, he said uh, words to the effect of, you know, Peppa Pig is, is, is such a, a wondrous thing for British economy and for British culture. And, and he can't see how any government, how any civil servant in Whitehall could ever come up with Peppa Pig. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, maybe not come up with Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> There's certainly government officials that we know. Well, I mean, maybe that I, was I that. I need to complete the, well, maybe. <laughs> it depends on the position, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, but there's certainly members of him of his party previously that very very likely did come in Peppa Pig, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe that hasn't been memed yet. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it, it did make me laugh actually because he was talking about how you know, how good it was for the British economy and all that. So they sold it to the Canadians like fucking five years ago for two billion quid. Yeah, I mean Canadians love it because their heads are flappy, aren't they? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, and they're annoying little bastards. Sorry, Canadian. Pepper Pig, not Kansas. We, no, yeah, we love you. We love you, really. But we, we do. Yes, we do. We can't. We can't resist the South Park gag on this show. Uh, although we're trying very hard <laughs> with this episode. Uh, okay, back on topic, please. Yes. Uh, before we Sorry. get political for a change. Um, yeah. So, so the two of them are gonna are gonna square off definitely hand hand, and and I do think it's it's Bond that makes the first move. I think Bond's actually uh, I think Bond's actually more calculated than Bond. Yeah. I, I think he's definitely. I mean, Bourne as well. Bourne was more, certainly in, in the first film, like Bourne was entirely reactive. Mm-hmm. Like he, he made a point of sort of spelling it out where he's on a, he's on a, on a bench in the snow. He's like, I don't know how, but I know I can run this far in this many minutes. And I know I, I can disassemble a gun in this many seconds. And so it's all, no, it's all programming. It's all muscle memory and all the rest of it. Where Bond, it's all learned and it's all, no, it's, he, you know, it's very much the difference between um, like an, a, an athletic fighter and a and a street fighter. Yeah. Because a street fighter is going to be all instinct. It's all going to be. It's all going to be right. What can I? What's here? What can I use? Whereas, mm-hmm. whereas a, a prize fighter is going to be going into it having a plan. Yeah. Knowing what the other person's weakness is, knowing what they're going to do, what they're going to try and exploit. And I think that's kind of the difference between these two here is that, but I mean, especially while he still had the amnesia, he didn't know fuck all about himself. It was literally that you know, somebody throws a punch and he knows how to block it, how to catch it, yeah, how to he stop instinctively it. knows how it, to yeah. deal with it. And yeah. that that's the difference. And I think that I mean we talk we've talked about it quite a few times in various different um fights and on other pods as well. The um the fight in gross point blank in the yes. in the hallway. Yeah. It's that very much it's that sort of visceral, guttural, balls the wall, do whatever you can mm-hmm. to win. And that was that was never a bond thing. They only brought that in with the with the Daniel Craig's um Everything else, it was all like, even like, you look at Connery and 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 uh, Moore and Brosnan when they would get their asses kicked, they were still they were still trying to choreograph things rather than just going with what was going on. Yeah, I mean Moore especially was throwing fucking karate chops around the place. Yeah, you know, like a fucking lunatic. Whereas, yeah, um, sort of Daniel Craig's Bond has picked up as we mentioned right at the start. It's definitely picked up from yeah. Bourne I've yeah. just seen this kind of I mean this more Krav Maga style of fighting that, that Bourne yeah. has but then 
they've kind of mixed elements of Calvin with that as well. He's certainly not as nimble uh, as yeah. Bourne is. He's certainly like he's more of a slugger. Whereas, and again, I think he'll be the one to snap first and throw the first punch. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I genuinely think in a in a straight hand to hand contest, he hasn't got a fucking snowball's chance in hell. No. Bourne is Bourne is going to as as you mentioned, Bourne just instinctively knows. And and his whole fighting style is using every element of the room. That is his thing. It's that yeah. Krav Maga style of like, right, well, I'm going to catch your fucking fist in this hand. And there's a plant pot over there that I'm going to whip up with my foot and smash over your fucking head before you even know what's happened. Even even, and, even less than that. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of, um, it's, again, the, the, I'm more familiar with the first Bourne film than with, with the others. Um, and I, it's a long time since I read the books. Um but even even less than that, it's okay. I'm going to block your punch, but actually, as I'm doing that, I'm going to def- I'm going to deflect your sort of movement to a mm. point where you put your your own hand through a fucking glass door. Yeah, and it's, again, it's it, that elemental sort of stuff where it's like I don't yeah. have to do anything other than stop you hitting me. Yeah, because I is, can use every every inch around me. Yeah, ironically, you know, we're talking about um, Roger Moore throwing karate chops and stuff, but yeah, it is it is ironically that more kind of martial art style of fighting yeah. where it is actually you know using your opponent's body weight against them. And, and using the momentum against them and actually just being fluid. Whereas yeah. Bond in any incarnation um, is more of, it just throws punches and, and karate chops. Like he's not really a trained combatant. They, I mean, they would argue that he is and the character is yeah. supposed to be, but you put the two side by side, which is what we're doing here and look at how yeah. one fights compared to the other. And, it, you know, even if you take the most modern incarnation, so you can't sort of compare the, the dodgy karate chops of the 70s, you yeah. take that more modern Daniel Craig incarnation, but he's still just, he would just be like the big hunkering lug that Bourne's got to fight at some point yeah. towards the middle of the second act, yeah. you know, that's that's a lot bigger than him and just seems to absorb his blows. Like that's that's who Bond would be in this scenario. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't know, I think they're actually fairly similar DAP, but I feel like yeah. Daniel Craig's the bigger dude. Um, yeah, because Daniel Craig, he's deceptively big, isn't he? He doesn't, he yeah. doesn't look like, he, I mean, he certainly doesn't look particularly tall. But he doesn't look like he's that broad either. But then you see him up against other people, and he's actually, yeah, he's got a bit of uh, a bit of bulk to him. Where, whereas Matt Damon, you know, is three know, quarters of a string of piss. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he's, he, having said that, like he's well put together. You know, he's, yeah, that that's you know, the thing. Like it, it's a it's a you know it's a thing. It's a gag that he's a small dude. I don't think he is actually that small. It's just that he's constantly next to Ben Affleck. I was going to say, yeah, giant. Right. I don't think he's actually that small. It's just that because when we first sort of came to know him. Spent a lot of time stood shoulder to shoulder with Ben Affleck, and that's going to make anyone look fucking small because Affleck's a fucking giant. Um, but actually, like when you look at Matt Damon, like, he's fucking solid. He looks like yeah. he's granite. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, mean, I know, obviously, they, you know, they 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 get into shape for these films, and they they bulk up and all the rest of it. But yeah, you know, he he does solid is the right word. He you know he looks when he's in that role, he he looks like a brick shithouse. I mean, he's built like Wolverine. Is is yeah. how he's built. Like when you look, yeah. he's 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 squat and he's fucking yeah, just squat. with a neck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so you know, I, I think I think definitely we can give the the reach advantage to Bond then. Yeah. Um. But again, you know, we're saying Daniel Craig, we're taking the amalgamation of the character. But even if we look at all the people that have played him, I think you would. Oh, fucking Lazy Boy was a giant, wasn't he? Yeah. Lazy Boy was fucking. see him as being bigger then. Yeah. Um. But he's just, I think he's slower. He is going to have to rely. Yeah. on gadgets well I if you yeah. i mean you look at any you look at the fighting style of any of the bonds regardless of you know, of the iteration you know, from connery all the way through to, to brosnan that was always done yes okay you did have the, you know, the, the little karate chops and the little rabbit punches and stuff but everything was very lumbering everything was very you know 
it's like we talked about before when we talked about the difference between um, boxers and martial artists. We talked about you know, um, size versus speed and stuff like that. That was always the thing with Bond is that he was he, they always put him against bigger men. Mm-hmm. So the the villain the villain and the henchmen were always bigger. So they made him an underdog straight away. Yeah, and generally they were better fighters or they had better weapons. And it, again, it just made you root for Bond more because he's you know, he's clearly outmatched. Yeah, but he's gonna he's gonna find a way to do it anyway. Um, Whereas Bourne, you never had that because Bourne would fight anybody. It wouldn't matter if they were me or a dwarf or you know, whatever. Mm. It would all be the same because yeah. it would just be, I know I don't know what I'm doing, but my muscles do. And I'm fast and I'm strong. And I know I'll, 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 I'll work that into it. Whereas you know, some, you know, that's it. Bond was always always very laboured. You look at even when he's, you know, when he's fighting his way through a, a group of uh, a group of lab coats and they're not, and they're mm. not, you know, they're not characters. He, he makes a meal of that. No, he, yes. he, get, he gets ambushed, he gets beaten up, he gets a lucky punch, and then he managed to put a sequence together to get out of that situation by kicking people in the nuts. Whereas Bourne, you don't have that. It's no, it's, it's, it's that more instinctive Krav Maga style, whereas I'll use everything I've got because otherwise I'm going to die. You never had that with Bond. You never had that sense of peril. And you, you know he's not going to die because it, no, it's, it's his movie franchise. You know that the laser's not going to cut his nuts off. So you think, right, okay, well, that's fine. But certainly when Bourne first appeared, it's like, oh, fuck, right, okay. There's actually some general peril in this. And I mean, you know, even to a point where, because of the cat, even because you know, because of the amnesia, even if he gets his memory back, that character is no more. Yeah, yeah, because he would be an amalgamation of the character he is now and the character he was then. Um, and, I, and I think actually that's that's quite an important point is that whilst he's definitely got the upper hand where combat is concerned, I, I think he could, I think he can take Bond apart without blinking. If I'm perfectly yeah. honest, I think this is this is like Batman level. Do you know what I mean? This is like he would just take him apart. There is yeah. no, he's a surgeon in this in this instance you know but bond has that just tenacity essentially of just like well yeah he's crappy do isn't he yeah i will just keep coming i don't care if you break both my legs and my elbows and i'm just rolling around on the floor biting your toes yeah like he will yeah he will keep coming you know it's yeah it is monty python-esque almost isn't it like oh it's just a flesh wound like he will he will just keep coming um, so, like, I, I think Bourne's literally got to just beat him within an inch of his life, essentially, and then stamp on his head or something, or, or yeah. like crush him under a fucking heavy object because there's no guns. Um, yeah. Or, well, what am I saying? He can just snap his fucking neck. Of course he can, but that's a big, thick fucking neck. It, to snap. it, it, it is a big tree trunk to snap in there. Um, yeah. And I think, but I mean, yeah, I think that the actual. Don't get me wrong. I, th- I think you're right. I think Bourne would absolutely trounce him in a in a, in a fist fight. But no, we have no, we have seen Bond with some tricks, obviously, in, in terms of defending himself. And I think that yeah. that might be you know, that that might make it slightly more, no, slightly more complicated for for Bourne than than just being you know than being as, as simple as we're making it out. But I I, yeah. I I do think he's got the advantage. And I do think he would take him relatively easily. But I do think that you know, Bond is going to be able to defend himself for a little while. Well, this is the key, and this is where it gets difficult for us in this fight because, like, yes, he's he definitely hasn't got maybe the the initial offensive power. But again, he doesn't really go into any situation without being armed to the back teeth. And I'm not just talking about guns. I'm talking about fucking laser watches or like exploding shirts or whatever, you know, fucking whatever it is. Like, Bourne's going to have to compete with all of that. And who fucking knows what he's got up his sleeve? And he will fight fucking dirty. Yes. You know, like, he'll think nothing of, like, throwing dirt in his eye or kicking him in the nuts or whatever he's going to do. This was always the thing, and I... We talked earlier on about him, you know, sort of Bond being you know, potentially noble and stuff like that. 
but there was always that too. There was always that cheat to win thing. Was like because, but again, because he's positioned as a hero, mm. you didn't mind it so much. So, and as long as it was followed by a really fucking weird pun, it was fine. So he, yeah, could, I mean, he could throw dirt in somebody's eyes, or he could kick him in the pills, and nobody yeah. would care because it's James Bond. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the key to the character, isn't it? Like people yeah. talk about him being suave and things like that. It's not that at all. His charm comes from the fact that he's actually just an archetypal rogue. He's, you know, especially in the earlier Bond films, he's a chain smoker, an alcoholic, a gambler, a womanizer. He's he's not a nice man. No, this not is at the all. thing. We've we've done that to him through years and years and years. Uh, sort of framing him as the hero in our culture. Yeah. But he's not at all. He is a fucking horrible piece of work. There is yeah, no and, two ways about it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, what is interesting, actually, and I'm, I'm thinking about now as we're talking, is that, as, a, as we said, he, he's always made, he's always been made out to be the gentleman spy. Mm. Um, and if you look at um, the first Austin Powers film, that yeah. is a very good parody of that mm. because they, they've taken that and gone, right, okay. This is everything we know. This is everything that we know about James Bond. He's suave, he's sophisticated, he's cool, he's deadly, he's you know, he's great with women. And we're going to take the piss out of that yeah. by making Austin Powers. Yeah. And that, to me, and as a, as a franchise, obviously, it went off the rails quite heavily after the first one. Um, but that, to me, was probably one of the best readings of James Bond I've ever seen. Oh, because yeah, they, they just lampoon absolutely everything that makes that character, makes people think that character is great mm. by going... Yeah, but what if he was a creepy sex pest from the sixties, which he fucking is. Which he is. Yeah, that's that's the that's the joy of it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and you know, Bond, especially by that time, um, you know, was like we've said how much we like the Brosnan Bonds, but certainly by that time we were in in the realms of Bond almost pastiche in itself. It was yes. becoming as as we said towards the end of them, they were coming absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and and like by that point. And I realise in saying this, like I've said, the world is not, and I've had a great theme too, but that is like the archetypal Bond theme. Yeah. If you listen to it, that is a Bond theme. That is a thing now, you know, there is, we know how it should sound. There should be great big horns and it should sound yeah. like a, this sort of vague 60s lounge kind of tune yeah. with a singer belting things. We know how it should sound. And so it did become sort of a pastiche of itself. And yeah, it, it opened the door to something like Austin Powers. But yeah, that character actually, you know, the fact that he's, He's pretty repulsive, actually, um, yeah. but we get away with it because it's played for laughs. Yeah. Whereas in Bond, it's not played for laughs, and it, and it, we just seem to accept that in our society. And the one thing I will say about the Daniel Craig films is I, I think it's actually quite brave of them to lean into that even more. Yeah. Like, they don't shy away from it. They they lean into that in these films. Yeah. Um, but that just does make him an unlikable hero to me. I'm sorry, I just yeah. don't don't like him yeah, um, I mean, as i mean we said in the start I, mean, I i grew up on bond films um let's say they were all they were they were on quite often um they were the sort of thing that we you know my, my old man would have taped off tv and we'd know we'd have him in it we'd have snapped the tabs and leave them in the cupboard so we could watch them over and over and over again so so I, I grew up on things and that's that is the thing the thing with it is that you are very much conditioned and it's the same as you look at you, know, you look at any any film of this type where you, where you, where you have a franchise and born jack reacher any of these, you are ultimately you're positioned in such a way before you even start because their name is on the fucking marquee. Yeah, you are automatically predisposed. You predisposed. So right, okay, they're the hero. I've got to follow that, mm -hmm. and they get away with some absolute shit because of that. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, we've mentioned John Wick as well earlier in the podcast. Um, I personally don't care for those films either. I've only uh, seen the first one. Wasn't that bothered. Didn't care for it. Same reason. Don't care about the title of character, but it's called fucking John Wick. Yeah. So 
it's about him. We have to follow him, but he's not interesting to me. Uh, anyway, this is not a John Wick podcast, so to bring it back around. Um, yeah, so so there are these despicable elements of of Bond, as we say, and I, and I think that's actually that might be the the winning kind of edge for this fight. That might be what he needs because otherwise there is just no chance. I think Bourne will just take him to pieces. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, th- I think that when we're talking about it, the the the, the cheat to win, the, the winner at all costs, you know, dirt in the eyes, kicking the bollocks, whatever. I think the problem with that, or the problem he would have with that, is that I don't think he'd get away with that with Bourne. I think Bourne is fight savvy enough mm. to, you know, to to be able to deal with that, to see that coming. Or even if even if he does get away with them, chucking sand in his eyes, he's only going to get away with it once. And you know, you yes, okay, the, the, we're sold the the, the default for that. Something goes in your eye, you try and clean your eyes. But as a again, as a trained fighter, a trained killer, you'd be thinking, right, what's their move? What, what, where are they going to try and press advantage? They're now going to go for my throat or my heart. Yeah, I think there's so, also, I mean, let, let's not forget that the bone has been conditioned and has been through the Treadstone program and stuff as well. Yeah. So there's also that element of, you know, even as we said, even in amnesiac state, or if we take in post amnesia as well, um, that stuff is all still intrinsically in him. So regardless yeah. of where they're fighting and where we set this, the first thing he does is photographically memorize that room. Like you, you no know two ways. Like he knows where every single thing in that. He knows where every exit point is. He knows where every potential weapon is. He knows where every threat is. Yeah. So even if he's blinded, like again, it's it's the Batman thing. It, it is just like he knows where everything is. He knows every move that Bond is going to make before he makes it. The only yeah. thing he can't predict is what Bond's bringing to the fight in terms of gadgets. So yeah. if he sees him going down for dirt or, or something like that, like he's going to read that. And even if Bond does get it in his eyes. Yeah. Like that's going to incapacitate him for what, maybe a minute or so. But he's he's well, basically less than that, to be honest. He's basically got blind sight. He knows where everything in that room is. So he's he's just got to pick up the nearest blunt object, incapacitate Bond for a moment or two. Just yeah, yeah just he can, he can uh, just so he can recover. Yeah. And then he and it, you know the same thing. Like he's going to know enough about Bond to know that if you see him going towards his watch, for instance, yeah. You fucking stop him touching whatever it's going to do, whether it's going to blow up or fucking turn into a jetpack or shoot a laser, yeah. whatever it's going to do. You just stop it. You, you don't let him near a watch, a pen, a belt, or a shoe. Or a shoe. Yeah, you don't let him near any of these things because they're it's, all it's like, when, it's, like when, it's like putting him in prison. Yeah, no tie slides, no, like nothing, basically. I, I mean, it, it's actually, it's, it's almost a rules of engagement thing. Like, Bourne almost needs to walk, wander into the room and just say, right, if we're doing this. We're doing, doing it naked. <laughs> just doing it butt naked. Like take everything off. Like we're going for it. Um I mean they can oil each other up as well if they want for all like it, but they it's almost like that's the move of like, right, to do this, you'll be in there. But even then he's probably got something implanted in his fucking anus, isn't he? Oh I was gonna say like, if, if, you know. if bollocks are probably detachable and they're grenades or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like tiny little ball grenades that you just lob at him. Or there's smoke bombs or something that you can just and get out I don't know, of it. Maybe he's going to spunk napalm or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I just remember that um, that story we were taught in film school about Ollie Reed. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, the amount he fucking drinks, Bond's punk probably is flammable. Like, he's, he's, he's like 120% proof, I think, isn't he? So, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't want to get that man anywhere near a naked flame. Like, well, maybe you do. Because you know, well, I mean, because fire will flow backwards as well. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, look again. The amount of women he's fucked, and who knows what else. <laughs> yeah, he's that's not, gonna burn. 
yeah, I mean, he's pretty used to a bit of itchy dick. Like, it's not, he, he knows what, what a fiery dick's like, so I don't think he's going to be too concerned about that. <laughs> yeah, did not see us going down this particular avenue. Well, look, we, we're looking at the facets of the character. This is what we always do. And, and like, that's a fact. Like, yeah, he is, he is know, a walking dildo. That man has picked up a horrendous amount of STDs. Like he's 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 probably fucking leveled nations just by spreading it around. Like that's kind of his job, isn't it? Like you know, fucking send him into I don't know wherever you're going to send him into. I nearly said something very very racist, <laughs> and yeah, we've done very that. good. We've done very good at avoiding the South Park jokes, so I'm not going to start now. Um, but you just send him into whatever fucking country you're going to send him into, and just let him have at it with the local population, and then. Just, yeah, you just give them all fucking super crabs or something. I don't know. <laughs> like mega herpes. Yeah, just off he goes. Uh, <laughs> right, anyway. Maybe that maybe that's Bond's advantage. Maybe he fucks him to death. If he can get behind him. Just... I mean, I, I get the impression. I, I don't know about Bond, but I get the impression Bond would go both ways, given the opportunity. Animal, I don't think, vegetable, mineral. Yeah, I don't think he's fussy. Exhaust um, pipe. Literally, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. I, so I, I, I think he would definitely, given the opportunity, I think he'd have a crack. Well, he was a sailor, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, I think he'd have a crack. Whether, whether Bourne would reciprocate, I don't know. Um, this is turning into fanfic very, very quickly, and we should probably move on. <laughs> yeah. Again, I was making a South Park joke, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, what it comes down to essentially is, can Bourne read? bond well enough to know that going for anything on his person is a threat and i think the answer is yes yeah i think so and i think there's only so many times bond's going to be able to go for something before he runs out of things to go for yeah because you know if he goes for the watch for instance not only is bond going to stop him going for the watch he's going to use his other free hand to take the watch off and club him around the face with yeah. it if he goes for a type in he's going to use his free hand to take it out and stab him in the neck with it yeah it's like i <laughs> i don't think bond has got the finesse and, and that's a weird word to use for Bourne, but it is in, in his fighting, as brutal as it is, there is finesse, there is yeah. there is artistry in it. Um, and I just I just don't think Bond can cover that. And even if Bond then tried to leg it, like, you know, he's again, he's quite a big man. Yes, we know he's practically indestructible. But he's not really great on the parkour. No, at least I mean, not I that we've I seen. Can't I can't remember him really doing it. They did, they did start, they did open one, I think. I can't remember which one it was. It might be the last. Around. Andy's one, I think, wasn't it? That they oh, opened it? with the parkour section. I think wasn't they, it like they Mexico did, or something? Yeah, they did. They did it in Mexico yeah. for um for Spectre. They did it. They had him on a crane on one of them as well. They yeah. like City of London and stuff. I think it was Casino Royale. Uh, it might have been a flashback because I think they were, they were they had a few flashbacks which are sort of black and white and, and uh, to kick that one off, didn't they? Um, but yeah, they, they introduced it there where he was like over rooftops and up a, up a fucking tower crane and shit like that. And yeah, he just looked really awkward, and that maybe the Daniel Craig of it all. Maybe but, and it's maybe yeah it is maybe his, his frame and his size I don't know but, but he looks yeah, you, whereas Bourne is just fluid with that stuff. Well, well no, I mean if you, again if you think back to the the very first Bourne film the first time I watched it I just really rubbed up against me but actually the more I've watched it because I think I've probably seen it about a dozen times since it came out now. Um, but there's a section where they he's in a, a top floor apartment and he's, mm. there's like four of them and he basically surfs one of the guys down to the ground. Yeah. And the first time I saw that I was like fuck off. Just seriously, just fuck the fuck off. Yeah. I'm not having that. He's just fallen like no, 25 meters. The cunt's got, at least got a broken leg. Yeah. But actually, the more you look at it, the, and it, no, this is the way, and the execution may not be quite there because obviously they've had to shoot around it and the way they've done it. But the, the way they've sort of 
done is that he they're scrapping all the way down. He's riding him down, but actually he, he pushes off before he lands. So effectively he's jumping off the, the person's yeah. body from about five foot yeah. as opposed to 25 meters. Yeah. And it's that thing that when no, when you um, they say if you fall from a great height, no, bend your knees as you're landing rather than trying to land with your knees bent or with legs straight, so yeah. you can roll through it. It's kind of like that sort of movement. It's, it's very fluid. It's very it seems very organic and very natural. Mm. But when you look at it, because you know, again we're not used to seeing that, and you wouldn't you, your brain doesn't work like your brain works in the thing of you fall you die or you yeah. at least fucking hurt yourself. But looking at it, and if you go back and look at it and do it in slow, you, you, the way you do see him slightly push off. In that way, and actually, it's fucking genius. Yeah, this, but this again, it's lot, all instinct. Yeah, you, like you, you think instinct, uh, instinctively of of the fights when you think about, and to be fair, the car chases as well. There's, yes. there's some pretty good cool fucking car the, the chases. The action sequences full stop, actually. Yeah, the whole series are pretty good. Yeah, but then actually, you know, as you've mentioned there, like there are some incredible just foot chases where he's parkouring all over the place and beating the shit out of guys as he's doing it. Yeah, and they actually look. You know, like if you watch YouTube videos of, these, of guys doing this thing in real life, like they they are practical stunts as well. And they look like yeah. it. That, that's one of the things that sets. Um, and, and we're not even comparing the two franchises. OK, if we if we were, uh, I'm going to put my flag in the sand now and this has nothing to do with the result. If we were, I'm coming down on the side of the Bourne franchise every time. Um, and a big part of that is just the absolute insistence on practical stunts. Now, Bond is pretty good for this as well. Don't get me wrong. They do do a lot. Of, but increasingly, we're seeing CG creep in there. Whereas the, the Bourne franchise is insistent, like they will not use CG unless they absolutely have to as a last yeah. resort. And that is something that they are very proud of. That is something you will see writ large on any time you see these films talked about. They will talk yeah. about the insistence on their practical effects. And it shows because yeah. things like that. Yeah. Whilst they might look ridiculous are possible. People yeah. can do this. Um, yeah. and, and I always I was like um, like in the car chase in the first one where he's in the mini. They're in Vienna or Paris. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. But with the red mini, he, you know, he's in and out of buildings. And I always compare that to the one in Ronin. Yes. Which yeah, is probably the yeah. best car chase I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the Bournemouth was, was very very similar in style. The shooting style was very similar. Uh, so, you know, a, lot of the, um, a lot of the camera work, a lot of the angles were the same. But it just had that sort of feel to it where actually, you know, you, you're what I talked about um, the opening of Quantum Solace earlier and the way they did that car chase, which obviously it picks up immediately after Casino Royale. And somebody stuck a fucking GoPro on a on a non-rotating rim, and you were just bouncing all over the place. You can't fucking see anything. Yeah. All you get is the dust and the crap off the road. Mm. And yeah, okay, you no, know, yes, it's been done for effect, and you know, it, it it get you know, it's getting you closer to the action because you're you know, you're literally as close to the road as you can be. But actually, it just looks really jarring. It looks you know, like if you know, if I've got to start a GoPro in front of my car and driven around for an hour, yeah. whereas the you know, they're and they're all highly choreographed. But you look at the one in Rhone and you look at the one in Born Identity. And you look at it and it's you can know every every fucking skid, every turn, every time that you know, nothing is perfect. So you know, with Bond, he'll do a fucking handbrake turn and he'll just do a complete you know, he'll do a 180, he'll he won't catch anything, everything will be really smooth, and he'll just power out to it the other side. Hmm. But in 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 Bourne films and in uh, Ronin, they you know, they they try and do a power slide and they fucking hit the side of a bus. Yeah. And then and then they have to start again because that takes all the momentum that stops them moving. And this that sort of it, that you know that more sort of realistic aspect, and I've, I've been in a couple of car accidents, and I'm, um, nothing overly serious, but then you, know, you do have that thing where actually it's not like the fucking films where as soon as you know, your wheel touches a curb and you roll the car sixteen times, then you get out of it and get really pissed off with it. You know, you do have you, know, you hit a curb and it 
completely shoots momentum, but also changes the direction you're driving. And you have yeah. to adapt to that, whereas Bond never does, because Bond is just fucking, say he's driving a fucking race car. I think I think what it comes down to is, is and, and I mean this in terms of the characters and in terms of the practicality of things as well. I think what we're looking at here is sort of the the element of of skill and training and years of experience hmm. versus just sheer dumb fucking luck. Yeah, is what is what you're looking at. And and with Bond, we're increasingly led to believe that it's just because he's James Bond because he's unkillable. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you know he's he's fucking indestructible essentially. He's got yeah. plot armor. Whereas with Bourne, it feels like he's constantly scrapping and could go at any point, as we yeah. said, even though we know he's got plot armor because it's called the fucking Bourne whatever. All right? But it constantly feels like he may die and he's up against something because it feels more that he's earned these skills because they seem more realistic. And like, yeah, he's bouncing into buses and yeah, he's surfing guys down stairwells. And you don't do that unless you've spent thousands of hours doing that in the past and yeah. know how to recover from it. Whereas with Bond, he just instinctively recovers. It's almost... I've used I've used the Batman comparison for for Bourne a lot already, but it but it is almost a kind of Batman Superman thing, where on on Bond's side he's just like this well supposedly altruistic warrior who's indestructible and will never go down, and yeah. represents the best of everything British and and, and but apparently Batman doesn't country. go down either. Well, apparently not. No. <laughs> There's a joke from three months ago, everyone. So you know, I remember it. Still very important. Um, he totally does, by oh, the way. Like absolutely. You know, Fucking, you know Bruce Wayne's getting a fucking lot, so he's definitely and like he's gonna be the best at it ever as well. Because what is Batman not the best at? Like he's like he absolutely would know how to. Look, let's let's not. This is a whole other podcast, right? This is a whole other podcast, and I have I have thoughts about this. Um, As a big Batman fan, as you would. Uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about that when it came out. Um, that sounds worse than I meant it to. <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking about the theory of that when it came out. Um, fucking hell, I had a point before you took me down <laughs> bat tongue route. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah, Batman so, Superman. Yeah, yeah. So, so on Bond's side of things, yeah, you've got this kind of altruistic, indestructible character who's representing the best of everybody and stuff like that, even though he's a dirtbag, which Superman isn't, but Bond is, all right? So, so yeah, he's just, he's unkillable because he's unkillable. Unless Batman happens to come along, who knows every single weakness that he has and has fought so much harder for everything he's got. And so, therefore, knows the way out of every situation, whereas Superman is going to rely on the fact that, well, I'm invulnerable. I don't yeah. care. Shoot me. Yeah, you're invulnerable, unless Batman has a kryptonite bullet. And the same thing is at play here, I think, where Bond's he's going to be cocky about it. Like I said, he's going to be the one to come in and throw the first punch. He's going to walk in armed to the teeth with gadgets. And all of that shit is all well and good until you come up against somebody who just knows what you're going to do before you do it. And who has studied for years how to take down people like you. Let's not forget that actually... Whilst we would like to think they'd be on the same side because it's Britain and America and we're both the good guys for the world, aren't we? That's yeah, we how it works. Yeah, yeah we're, we're special, special relationship. We're the world's good guys, right? That's how it works. Yeah, tell, tell us we're around. Yeah, healthy, healthy dose of sarcasm in my voice in case you didn't pick <laughs> up on it. <laughs> um, but that's that's how we're painted, right? We're the, we're, yeah. we're the good guys of the world. But actually, these two are direct enemies. <laughs> like, there's no two ways about it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, they, they, you had that relationship. Um, with they're on Bond opposing and... sides. They are they are opposite sides of a coin. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, you, you also know. had the thing. I mean, they, they built it. I think it was um, License to Kill. They sort of really went at it with the relationship with Felix Leiter. Yes. 
Um, and you had, yeah, this thing that they're not only the allies, they're friends because it's Britain and America and we, mm. we, we look out for each other. And I said, we're the, good, we're the good guys all the time. But actually, you can guarantee that pound to a penny for every British spy who has an American spy friend, there's another one who is fucking who's, who's tailing an American and yeah, vice yeah, versa because yeah. that's how espionage works. That, you, that's keep, you, you keep your, yeah, yeah. You, you keep your friends <laughs> close and your enemies closer. So yeah. you know every move everybody's making. That's the fucking point. That's yeah. why you have intelligence services. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's no way the Bond goes with this without knowing everything about yeah. Bond. Like, and whereas, let's not forget, I, I do get, I do get the impression Bond would be cocky enough to think he's he's just another he's another CIA agent. Yeah, like, see, no, beaten one, beaten them all. Not really. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And let's not forget as well that like we we say the espionage and stuff, and of course they are, but. Whereas Bond, I mean, it's a little bit woolly what Bond actually is, but he's intelligence. He's essentially a super spy, isn't he? Um, whereas, whereas Bond is an assassin. That's it. Like he was for the yeah. CIA. He's in intelligence. He's a trained assassin. Like it, yeah. it's not that he's licensed to kill. His job, like his whole reason for being, essentially, uh, because he's been conditioned for it as well, is to fucking kill people like James yeah. Bond. Yeah. Like, he is a James Bond killing machine. That's what he is programmed to do. Yeah. Like this is just another day at work for him. Yeah. You know? I mean, you, t- you touched on it earlier as well in terms of um, Bond, that Bond very much does rely on dumb luck. Mm. Yeah, and completely. I say, even even in the Daniel Craig ones, but certainly you know, in, in the earlier ones, he does rely on the fact that they, you know, there's going to be a passing train that he, he can accidentally kick somebody in front of, or yeah. there's a newspaper press that they just happen to be fighting over so he can chuck them in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but you know, he doesn't chuck them in there. He, you know, they go to punch him and he ducks out of the way or he you know, flips them over a barrier. Yeah. So, again, again it's, not, it's not that he killed them, it's, it's what they landed on. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. So he's it's, got it's, his hands clean. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the Disney death again. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of him would rely on Bourne fucking up. Which and, he won't do. He's an instinctive fighter and he's a killing machine. That's what he's there for. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, if there's a, if there's a passing train... Like he will, he will just as easily jump on it as Bond will. And as he jumps on it, he'll find a way to attack Bond while he's moving because he's got that kind of kinetic attacking yeah. energy to him. Like he, he won't waste movement. Yeah. Like every single move means something. So I, for me, I mean, yeah, we we've talked we've talked around it quite a bit because this does come down to the characters rather than who's throwing the punches. I think because yeah. they're both trained killers, but. It is for me. I don't see any answer that Bond has. I think Bond is just, like I said, he's programmed to be a James Bond killing machine. That's yeah. what he does, and and I think he's got. I think the fact that he is colder about it, and the fact that actually, you know, Bond's more this perceived kind of ruthless arsehole, as we talked about, yeah. that gives him an element of personality and ego and id and charisma that actually Bond doesn't really have. Because, no. like, he may have a conscience now, yeah. but all he actually is still, even with a conscience, is a fucking killing machine. Well, this was it. Right. I, mean, if you, I mean, if you look at him through the you know, through the, sort of the, the first two films where you know, he didn't have his memories and he didn't really have any personality. No, not it at was, all. No, That's he, point, he was just, yeah, he, he was kind of, he was kind of like um, the, the robots and iRobot, whereby they're functional and they're sentient and all the rest of it, but. In reality, they you know, they're all carbon cookie, you know, uh, cookie cutter versions of another of another person. And same when you had um, Jeremy Renner's ca- uh, character in Born Legacy. Yeah. Um, I can't remember I can't remember the character's name. But that was again that was the principle of that is that you don't need Jason Bourne in this film because actually there are twenty others like him from Treadstone. Yeah. And you, you can just change him in and out. And there's there's a working fan theory actually that um, for for as much as, as 007 is James Bond's code name. James Bond in itself is a code name, so you, that's how you have different ones. So 
one dies and you bring another one in. Yeah. And that that's where... And I, I thought that's pretty much been accepted now, isn't it? That's kind it's, of... It's, nobody's, it's what, nobody's officially said it's canon, but I think everybody kind of thinks that's how yeah. it works now. Yeah, I think like, it's, it's one of those, yeah, it's, it's, it's largely accepted. But it's, it's that sort of thing where, like, even... The problem with that is that it, it's not enough different about any of the iterations, apart from Daniel Craig to all the others. Mm. Um, but all the others were just... Um, I'm pl- I know, Pierce Brosnan was playing Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton was playing Roger Moore. Roger Moore yeah. was playing Sean Connery. So there's, there, was, there wasn't enough difference about them. So that, that's the only thing I find about that one. But, yeah, there's... I think the character and the personality absolutely let him down. I think you're right. I think that, that the whole point with, with Treadstone was that they're nameless, faceless, doesn't matter because they're all the fucking same. Yeah. And yeah. that what that's what makes them far more dangerous to me. And I think that's for me, that's why Bourne would take it, because he doesn't have any he doesn't have the ego, he doesn't have you know, I don't say he doesn't I don't say he doesn't have feelings, but he's not overly burdened by um no, the mission or anything else. It's just right, I'm gonna kill that dude. Fine. Yeah, he's I've got, in I've, I've, got, I've got. I've got to get into Basically. that bank. Fine. I yeah. need to get. I need to. I need to get in that car. I need to get away from this place. It's all singular focus. There's no queen and country. There's no how many women I'm going to give aid to this week. You know, it's yeah. it's 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 just no. The here and now. So yeah, I think you're right. I don't think Bond's got any answer to that. I, I think he's got nothing. I th- I don't think he's a strong enough fighter. I don't think his gadgets are inventive enough which sounds odd i know but we we've we've reeled them off now and you know that's what it's going to be it's going to be a wristwatch a tie slide a shoe a pen it's always yeah. the same fucking thing all right uh maybe a cigarette case yeah it's, it's stupid shit that is just not going to fly when you're fighting a fucking trained killer who will take you apart in seconds yeah. seconds like he, in all honesty he could probably take bond apart before he even knows to reach for his watch like yeah. it it's it's two hits, you know. It's him hitting Bond, Bond hitting the floor. That's that's it. That's how it works. Bond's gonna throw that first punch. It is not gonna connect. Yeah. That gives him the opening. Game fucking over. He'll break every bone in his body before he gets chance to do anything. Certainly, that arm's gone straight away. Yeah. You know it is. As soon as Bond throws a big haymaker, that arm is getting broken. Yeah. Like immediately, probably followed by a leg, yeah. and then the other side. And the other leg. Yeah, and it's game over, isn't it? Yeah. And then when yeah, he's on his knees, snap his neck. Yeah. Call the next one. Just line him up. Yeah. You can just line him up like a factory. <laughs> Wheel the bonds in and Bourne can just dispatch him. Well, I think Connery's already gone. <laughs> oh, harsh, dude. <laughs> is Richard Moore still alive? Uh, I don't think he is, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think he went a couple of years ago. And I think he went in the, the Great Celebrity Cult of 2016. Mm, I think he did. Wouldn't swear yeah, by it. Hang on. Google is your friend, kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think he's gone. I think he went a couple of years ago. I mean, if he's not, he's like mega old by now, isn't he? So well, he was fucking old when he was Bond. He was, yeah, he was. Um, yeah. But he's Lazenby, I don't know if he's Do still we alive. count Lazenby? Yeah, he's canon. Okay. Uh, um, I, well, the first thing when you start typing "is Rog" into Google, it comes up as "is Roger Moore still alive?" Well, that's because Google's listening to us. He is deceased. What year did you say? You said 2016. 2017. Ah, okay. So you're it was early just out. Um, no, 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 no. I can't find the actual date. He was no, 89 okay. years old when he died. Um, cancer. So, uh, oh, 23rd of May 2017. Oh, not not that know. early then. No. Yeah. So, Lazenby and Murphy's still alive. Dalton's alive. Brosnan's alive. Gordon's alive. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about Brian Blessed punching a polar bear today. That's popped into my head. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, if you're going to line the bonds up, there aren't that many to do. David Niven's dead. 
Yeah, so you take every single one of them out. And then you can bring in Brian Blessed, ride in a polar bear if you want, and he'll take him out as well. I'd pay good money to see somebody kill Brian Blessed, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I've got I nothing it. against Brian Blessed. That's, that's really like he's, he has his place. Yeah. It's as far it's from preferable. anything I'm watching as possible. That's where I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like Brian, Brian Blessed. I got a lot of Brian Blessed. Everybody does, really. I'm joking. Everybody does. He's a national treasure. Yeah, you just want to make sure you've got earplugs when he's around. Yeah, uh, and you want to make sure you're in a completely different continent whenever he starts speaking. Uh, but other than that, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I think I don't think Bond's got an answer. I think Bourne's going to take it all uh, to take him all day long. Um, for, for a better phrase. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Bond, yeah. you know. Yeah, he probably let him as well. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Bourne takes it for me. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. The upshot of this is now I need to go back and watch the Bourne films again because I haven't my fucking age. So I've I've been thinking that as we've been talking through this, it's it's left me with a with a bit of a yearn to go and rewatch Man of the Box set. It's probably been about five years since I've watched them. So I don't think I've yeah. seen the latest one even. In fact, I'm I, certain I haven't. I don't think I have. I, I, I know I saw the Jeremy Renner one, which was what, 2012? I don't think I've seen that either. Yeah, that one's all right. Um, and then I don't think I've seen the new one. I say new. That was about 2016, 2017. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, th- I think that might be a, might be a job for the weekend. Hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, um, but yeah. So in the battle of Bond v Bourne, which has been seven years in the fucking making, um, Bourne wins quite ca- quite convincingly and categorically. Um, if you have thoughts on that, please let us know. Um, especially if you think we've got it wrong, because we'd love to know what what we and missed. I, or... I think of all the stuff we've done recently, this is probably the one that's going to piss people off the most. So if we're wrong, <laughs> right? If we're wrong, tell us. All right. Well, Just we're not go... wrong, but if you think we're wrong, yeah. If you've got the answer, then then give it to us. All right, but. I've just got a feel. I know, like it's like Doctor Who in it. It's why we haven't touched Doctor Who. But for some reason, I'm more confident talking about Bond. But like people that love James Bond really fucking love James. Oh Bond. yeah, absolutely yeah. Like really love James, and they're going to be really pissed off. <laughs> we just basically said he hasn't got a chance. So if that's you, by all means, tell us why he does. Because yeah. I don't particularly have strong feelings about Jason Bourne either. I'll listen to your argument. Right, it's not like I've got a horse in this fight. I always listen to your argument anyway. Just most of the time, listeners, I do tell you, you fucking idiots. But <laughs> because most of the time, the stuff you're writing is ridiculous. Yeah. Let us know, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, uh, get in touch. Um, you can get us on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also pick up our previous episodes and our other shows. On YouTube and Facebook with the Double Podcast Network. So uh, leave comments and like and subscribe and all that sort of junk. Where we get your podcasts from, be it Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Like, share, subscribe, leave a message, we get back to you as best we can. Until next time. Yeah,